listeners, it's Z. And it's Ash. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making. Oh, well, it's been an interesting week, and we say that every week, but you know what? Life is flourishing right now, despite the pandemic. And for a change, we're not going to talk about shows that suck. Instead, we found a pretty good show on Netflix, and it's very watchable. Do you want to do the honors of telling everyone what it is, Ash? Sure, it's called Masaba Masaba. And it's basically based on the fashion designer Masaba Gupta's real life. But here's the twist. It's not like a documentary per se. It's more of sensationalized fiction with a little bit of satire. And it shows the behind the scenes of, you know, the fashion industry in Bombay and in Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that don't know, here's a little bit of a background uh, behind Masaba Gupta. She is biracial. Her mother is the famous Indian actress Nina Gupta. And her father is the West Indies cricketer Vivian Richards. So she has a very multicultural upbringing. She first became a really big figure in Bollywood when she started her own clothing line, which is called House of Masaba. And since then, she's collaborated with really cool people like Rhea Kapoor, who's basically Sonam's sister, who, but she's really like credited as being like the force behind Bollywood becoming more fashion conscious and like upping the fashion standards in Bollywood. Which isn't saying much, but you know what? Still kudos to her. <laughs> so um, that show was honestly something that I watched and I loved. It's half an hour per episode, six episodes. So basically three hours, um, a little bit more maybe. And I told Ash about it and I was like, you got to see this, babe. It's so nice and it's so funny and cute. And it's something that you and I can really like relate to, given our upbringing. Mm, I don't know about that necessarily, but I guess it's super relatable in terms of his its bombayness. Um, I guess much like so many shows that we love that are based on and in Bombay, like your former yeah. shots, your Bombay talkies, or even Wake Up Sid. Um, there was something just so innately home about it, which was almost comforting. But yeah, it's definitely one of those easy to watch, more casual, chill series. Um, And I think one thing that really attracted me to the show initially was that it's practically made by a team of women. Exactly. You know, from showrunners to directors to writers. Yeah. I think maybe owing to this, it's just a lot more understanding and gentler on its protagonists. Um, I guess without really essentializing their sadness or even making them into saints or putting them up on a pedestal. Um, they give the characters complexities of real people, although they're celebrities, and, you know, focus so much on their struggle with their careers or them navigating friendships. And I feel like rarely does a show about women make it so much Mm -hmm. about their professional lives and relationships with each other and dwell so little on the men in their life. Like, although their romantic relationships are spoken about, it's almost like an afterthought or like a tool used to build their background as compared to being like the main focus of their happiness or sadness. You know, it's just there like an afterthought and it's so refreshing to see that exactly like that I you know I think it was in the back of my mind but you put it into words so nicely I really enjoyed that it showed that 
like let's be real everyone has really amazing beautiful lives and women have so much more to them than just mm-hmm. men but oftentimes in a lot of shows um a woman's main struggle has to do with a man and the fact that at this time it was her career her, her fashion line that made it so much better yeah. and also there wasn't any real romantic lead to be with her you know but because that's really how life is like life is not exactly and i loved that well to quote share men are luxury not a necessity so <laughs> that show really like <laughs> follows that idea and i really enjoy it um we don't want to spoil a lot given it's such a new show mm-hmm. so we're not going to like go into the nitty gritties of it but we're going to talk about a few scenes in like the first couple of episodes that aren't like fully relevant to the plot but sure. we want to decode those scenes a little bit so one of the very first scenes there's a cameo by Kiara Adani <laughs> an actress that I am loving she's honestly doing such good roles these days and she comes in to play like a bollywood snooty mm-hmm. everything kangana's against <laughs> and <laughs> And um, she was like basically playing a little bit of an airhead, a little bit of like a narcissist. Yeah. And I think that's often how Bollywood celebrities are portrayed, at least in the media. Yeah. So she basically comes into Masaba's showroom, and she's like being a little bit fake, a little bit pretentious, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, babe, I'm so sorry. I heard there's a blind items about you." And she like fully takes it on as fact, and then she goes, "Oh, but by the way, I need to like look good for my campaign for Swachh Bharat thing." And she's like has that accent, that Somo <laughs> accent, and <laughs> and she and she's like really like trying to like you know she's doing a charity event, but she's like being like, "Oh, I need to wear like a yeah. fancy dress that like shows me off." And, and like how do i look holding a broomstick does it match <laughs> which is so dumb but so funny and i was like is that sarcasm to the max being like oh see this is what you think bollywood is like so let's play on that or is that actually how it is <laughs> well i guess she played that like stereotypical role of like a snobby south bombay girl or like a snooty bollywood star um you know that's a bit like ditzy a bit of a air hair and like the world revolves around me and to be honest like we know people like that we've met people like that and it was so so funny that she portrayed it this way and like subtly mocked it cuz it is hilarious and yeah i loved it <laughs> i mean i met my fair share of airheads uh i feel at one point i might have been an airhead mm-hmm. i don't know I said were enough to know back then no definitely not <laughs> but I think it was just such a fun portrayal and also I can remember the fact that all of the other Bollywood people must have been like oh my god that's such a shit part I'm not going to take it mm-hmm. why would I do that and like kudos to you Kiara for like having you know it's sad to say but she had the guts to do that part you know oh yeah. why is it, why does why does it take guts though to be like that like she takes on a lot of really interesting mm-hmm. roles like she um in lust stories she was with Vicky Kaushal right yeah yeah you want to talk about it sure well i guess she plays this newly married woman who hasn't who hasn't really been fulfilled with her sexual needs in her marriage and just her attempting to explore her sexuality and what her needs are and trying to fulfill them through her relationship or even outside and i guess kiara playing this role 
really meant to me that she believed that it's no longer taboo to show a woman's desire on screen. Yeah, so she takes all these roles that a lot of other Bollywood people would be like, oh my god, it's about sex. I'm never going to take that role. Yeah. But she did that. She played like, uh, she was in Kalank as well. She was like uh, Varun Dhawan's side mm-hmm. goal. And they kind of had like a steamy scene together, I think. And for sure, half of Bollywood would be like, nah. So she takes on roles that a lot of people are really afraid to take. Yeah. Which involve a lot of nuance, which involve a lot of like, you know, which involve female sexuality to a large extent. Mm-hmm. And I really like her for that. So shout out to you, Kiara Advani. Yeah. I know you're not listening to the podcast, but I think we went to school with your brother. So we kind of know you. <laughs> they definitely don't know us but yeah (laughs) why not play that card yeah we kind of know of you we know of you we have like you know the six you know there's like the six degrees of separation between everyone yeah so we have one degree of separation with you so we're basically besties (laughs) (laughs) you know i really think about this for such a large city, Bombay is really small and stuff spreads so quickly. Yeah. And everyone knows about everyone. It was just so interconnected. Ugh, it's mad. Okay, moving on. The next scene I wanted to speak about, um, there's a scene where basically Nina, um, Masaba's mother, she is almost 60 years old. She already has done so much work yeah. recently. She's not been getting that much work. And that kind of became a storyline inside her yeah, plot, yeah. you know? And she's shown as a very bindas woman, you know, a woman who's like almost 60 years know how to drive, but is still taking mm-hmm. lessons. And then suddenly you see these moments of vulnerability where, you know, she's really trying hard. She's like acting as someone calls her like a struggling actress on yeah. the show. Even though she has so much work behind mm-hmm. her and has such an intense resume. And like, you see her on set and how professional and cool she is and how she's just down for anything. But she basically gets rejected a bit and she gets really upset and she like she basically goes on Instagram and in like two sentences she writes that she works in Mumbai and she lives there and she's looking for work and she basically like puts a plea out Mm -hmm. into the universe to just someone hire her and that was like kind of sad and I felt really bad for her. Yeah, it was super heartbreaking because she is such a talented actor. But I loved how they kept it so raw and real and showed her true sadness. And it really pointed out the fakeness yeah. of Bollywood where it's like, oh, yeah, you're perfect for this role. And yeah, I'll give it to you. But then don't end up giving her the role or calling her back. And yeah, maybe that just is the exactly. sad reality. I mean, she's been super vocal about ageism in Bollywood and how she feels about women in lead roles after a certain age, which is really commendable. And yeah, I guess even portraying it like portraying it the way they did in the show was like the perfect middle finger to a large part of Bollywood, which was great. Dude, but she's so, like, I don't know, she's just so sweet. And I felt so bad because she's such a powerful, amazing woman. Yeah. But then people in Bollywood don't treat her like that. And I am I think it really perfectly explained nepotism, you know? <laughs> yeah. That you can have this amazing resume, be such a professional, awesome actress, 
and still this kind of stuff happens. The Indian film industry, as we know, for the longest time has remained like a mom and pop shop that relies heavily on personal friendships. Yeah. And obviously there is a process of othering and I guess it just comes with like a lot of fakeness and how to like maintain those fake relationships rather than talent. And yeah, I'm so glad she got a chance, even though the struggle shouldn't have been there in the first place. I fully agree with that. I also just, yeah, you said it perfectly. I couldn't say it better than you did. Okay, so we've spoken a little bit about uh, Masaba in the show and her mother Nina. Mm -hmm. So let's just get to the core of it. The main part of the show that I really enjoyed is that it wasn't like, you know, a love story. It wasn't a story about just one woman. It had a really interesting commentary on the mother-daughter dynamics that happen in India. Like, it's kind of a little bit like you can't live with them, you can't live without Mm -hmm. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it definitely made me think about my relationship with my mother. And we definitely drive each other insane some days. But at the end of the day, I love her to death. And I don't say this to her, so she's going to be listening to this on a podcast eventually. I'm like, oh, she's very (laughs) sentimental as a person and I'm not. And I think that causes a lot of friction between Mm. us. But shout out to you, mom. Love you to death. And you're one of the best people I know. That was so sweet, Z. Because in a lot of ways, I feel like even though the show is called masaba masaba uh i really thought it was just you know a love letter to her mother because a lot of like her struggles a lot of the things that she went through are things that her mother also went through yeah and it shows the evolving dynamic between mother and child because like you know she's clearly like not a kid but they did this really cute thing where they sometimes had a young actress who looks like her play like a younger version of herself yeah. to show that she still feels like yeah. a kid and that's why their dynamic is always like just so strong yeah yeah that's so beautiful though and I feel like especially as we're growing up and you know going out there in the world like we're not as sheltered anymore I think we understand so much more from their mm-hmm. perspective and we're put in their shoes oftentimes and I guess the bond just like grows the older we get because yeah being a mom getting married heartbreak getting a job a career managing all of that is something that I guess we've seen our moms do but never really understood and I guess for the first time in our lives we're beginning to so yeah I think it's quite relatable and I loved what you said about your mom (laughs) yeah you know I read something pretty interesting Mm -hmm. like um it's like It's kind of like philosophy about life and psychology, Mm -hmm. but it basically went along the lines that when you're born, you're a whole person. You are fully completed. You intrinsically, instinctively understand that you are a valuable person. You're worthy of Mm -hmm. love. You're worthy of greatness. And you're perfect just the way you are. And then slowly, slowly, as you start to grow up, as you understand more things about the world, as you start to go through puberty and mature, you start to have doubts about yourself. You start to Mm. compare yourself to other people. And then suddenly you start to notice defaults in you. Like for instance, I couldn't spell to save my life. I got Mm. three Fs in my report card in the third grade. And then I don't know why, but for some reason, it kind of just like stuck with me that, okay, I am bad at English. I can't like 
understand language as well i can't write like even in hindi class i would often like confuse low and more the letters mm-hmm. a lot i don't even know why i still do sometimes <laughs> but um i started to think that okay you know what i have these flaws in me and sometimes the flaws would overpower everything else and don't get me wrong it's not like i can still like speak english really well and write really well but i realized that i like i started to like you know just un- i started to believe that i wasn't whole anymore and that kind of mm. made me think that okay you know what i maybe i'm not that worthy and i think everyone when they grow up kind of you know feels that way and in your parents eyes you're always going to be whole and worthy yeah so, i don't know it's always amazing to have like awesome parents because they always think you're worthy yeah even if you don't yeah true true Did you get that? I feel like it was very Yeah, bad. I did. No, that was super emotional. Yeah, this is not okay. I know, but I love that. You're supposed to be the person who's emotional. <laughs> I'm supposed to be like, you know, the thing. I don't know why I'm behaving this way. I might be getting my period soon. <laughs> God, regardless whether you're getting your period or not, I really appreciate what you said and yeah, I don't know, it's got me thinking about worth and what does worthy mean and will one ever feel entirely worthy i mean it's definitely not an age thing like i'm sure at times our parents don't feel worthy mm-hmm. um grandparents also you're always struggling with every new aspect of your life just thinking if we're worthy to like get a good job or worthy of like i don't know so many other things i think yeah worth is super personal and Yeah, family becomes super important then. How have your yeah. parents supported you during your journey of worthiness? Ah, uh, I mean, my parents are literally my best friends. I know everyone says this, but I from day 1 have trusted them with every single thing going on in my life and they've always left like the communication open with me whether it's about boyfriends or alcohol partying anything and i feel like i really appreciate that appreciated that because i don't know a lot of the times when you feel like the world is against you or their mindset is a little more backward than what you'd hope i feel like mm-hmm. their reassurance has always been super important for me and yeah it's just for me all about open communication and a lot of love and support in being one's true self and i don't know i've never felt judgment from my parents which yeah i think yeah that they're incredible for that cuz it's so easy to tell your kids like yeah the world will think this and don't do this and you should behave like that or wear that don't do this and i don't know i've never heard that from them because i guess they've just trusted me to be myself and to make my own mistakes and i guess that's what nina and masaba's relationship is as well like yeah the world told nina gupta a hundred things and she's learned from them mm-hmm. and it's just about giving that confidence to masaba like be whoever you want and do your thing which that's i think so is beautiful. great yeah that was an unexpectedly heavy conversation <laughs> yeah i mean this is what happens when we record late at night this is all very i guess we're capable of but yeah uh on a lighter note mm-hmm. i went for a walk today and i started to go through photos on my phone after 
and I'm really getting back into photography. I bought a disposable camera just, you know, for like lockdown memes. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably like develop it later on, like go through them and be like, oh, this is what I've been doing for the past month. But mm-hmm. might be posting some stuff on Mitten's page, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so I was going for a walk today and I want to go past by the Tower of Silence because that whole road is basically like messed up, you know? Yeah. And the Tower of Silence has these huge giant cracks in it. And like, I think the whole foundation is messed up. I genuinely don't think it's, it can be repaired. And it's so sad because I'm like, I'm Parsi, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say, I, you're not really Parsi, <laughs> but whatever. My dad's Parsi, so I'm Parsi enough. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know how they can fix this. It's so upsetting because it's such a valuable place for us and it's yeah. fully cracked I like I genuinely feel that if they try and fix it it won't properly get fixed and then one day it'll collapse while people are inside yeah I know that is super heartbreaking I feel like I don't know Bombay has just been crumbling yeah I mean <laughs> they've decided to do like coastal road and it's like yeah. what you're I don't know this gets me so worked up like they're working on reclaimed land that was reclaimed hundreds of years ago and like how sturdy is it and it's so bad for the environment like I live right by the coast and every day I can hear the trucks dropping more and more gravel and stones into the seas and I'm thinking of the sea life that's dying and yeah it's just heartbreaking to see our city go through this quote unquote industrialization that the environment really doesn't need and just for the record i'm not a very religious person but look at these rains like it's clearly a sign from the universe and from nature that like this is just not going well we're destroying the environment yeah and (sighs) more than nature i guess science like we fully well know the cost of reclaiming land and doing all this shit and we're just still jumping into it and think it's okay. And I think that's so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's super heartbreaking. When science takes a backseat. Yeah. And to be honest, while to. I was seeing Masaba or any show that's really based in Bombay, I guess, I just look at Bombay and I don't know, there's so much character and it looks so good on camera. And I'm like, yeah, oh my God, that street is so beautiful. Those trees, wow. But then when I guess we look out of the window or really go out on the streets, the reality is changing and becoming so different. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just wild that within see. like, you know, two years, it might not be the same as it looked in all these shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, we're getting too worked up and esoteric and emotional this episode so we're gonna call it a day thank you for listening guys bye